There is a special man that I've been thinking about a lot. And I mean a lot when I say a lot. And I've been like, God, thank you so much for this awesome man. This awesome man. Sweetheart, I never knew that we had so many similarities because God has had me to feel exactly every characteristic and trait as to who you are. He's educated me on, you know, the beauty of the iron, sharpening iron and being better together. And sweetie, I'll never forget when you testified about, you know, the acid reflex and the sleep apnea. And I thank God that that's over for you. But when I heard that, I was like, wow, he been through that too. But mine's is a different degree. There's so many different forms of acid reflex and so many causes, so many forms of sleep apnea and so many causes. Let me testify mine. When it came to sleep apnea, honestly, I had no idea what it was even called because I never called things that I do not want to see come to pass. But those symptoms kept happening to me often, you understand? And what will happen is two ways, these two parts to it that I encountered. And one would be that I will pause my breathing in my sleep and it will have me to jump up and gasp for, you know, that breath that I paused in between the last breath. And I wake up in <gasps> like that. And it will alarm me because it wakes me up knowing that I just, you know, skipped breathing. Like, you know, you don't skip breathing. You understand? I was like, Father, what if it, you know, go longer to the point I pass out? And I was like, Father, we. I, I was like, you know what? I agree. We got up. Yes, when Christ got up, we got up. Yes, when Christ died, I died. But educate me on to how to call these things out by name to cast them down. And God educated me on it. And it was nothing alarming. I mean, nothing more alarming than to know that that can happen while you're sleeping. And I wouldn't tell my mom, you know, throughout the, my life, because I didn't want to alarm anybody about something like that. Because it's not something to actually play with. And sometimes some people can freak you out more than what you already freaked out about. Oh, my God. You know, oh my God. You know making me scared. You know, more, you know, alarmed and more startled when I wake up on my sleep like that. And I had another, you know, form of it where I just got, you know, giving me words of wisdom about it not too long ago. Is when I lie on my back and so much air come in, I must sleep with my mouth open. I must. I have to when I'm on my back order for that to happen because it's like it's a drainage and it builds up phlegm. And I, in my sleep, it's like I'm gagging to cough it out in my sleep and I'm trying to wake myself up and it feel like myself is so tired that it's in a deep sleep that... I'm not able to get myself up from gagging, but sometimes the gagging gets so, you know, 
strong that I had to jump up out my sleep and cough it out. That was building up in my throat. And I was like, Father, what is this even about in my sleep? All this stuff in my sleep. And God said, you have to minister to your mind. Because your mind tells your body everything. It tells your body how to function. It tells your body when something hurts. It tells your body when something feels good. It tells your body when you're hungry. Your mind tells your body when you're hungry. Your mind tells your body about your emotions when your organ seems to not want to function. Your body, I mean, your mind tells your body when you're sleepy, when you're, you know, your emotions. Your mind controls your body. So you have to minister to your mind because if you are encountering pausing of breaths in your sleep, that means your mind is not telling your body to continue to breathe. Just for God, give me an example. Sometimes people can feel like pain feels good. And God says that because the mind, due to whatever kind of trauma a person been through emotionally, that the mind had to reprogram in a wrong direction, the opposite direction to tell your body that it feels good to feel pain. Some people cut themselves. It feels good to get out. They feel like that's relieving the pain because our emotions talk to our mind and our mind controls our body. That's why God says when a man think of in his heart, so is he. You want to have whatsoever you say, you know, renew your mind. And many people will say that the mind is a terrible thing to waste. So I had to to command my mind to tell my body to continue to breathe. Even, you know, during those, especially during those times when I am asleep. And I had to realize that too much air is not so good for me lying on my back because all that air is causing phlegm for me to gag in my sleep. On the times, it's not always every time that happens when the air is in here, but it do happen. So just got to be mindful on what positions that I sleep, you know, but it's no, it's no restriction or anything like that. It's just being wise, just learning your body and how it functions because everybody body functions differently. Some people, you know, body function differently around seasons, some around, you know, flowers and different types of you know, changes of the weather, you know, sneezing a lot, itchy eyes, you know, we got to command our bodies to, you know, command our minds to tell our bodies that there's nothing wrong. So our minds can, you know, simply say and respond to that. It is nothing wrong. And I have not ever had an episode since then. And I minister to my mind so it can minister to my body so it can function the way I'm supposed to. And when you gave your testimony, I was like, wow, him too. Yeah. A lot of similarities. A lot of similarities. A lot. We have both experienced being taken advantage of throughout life. You know, feeling like, you know, the things that the world trying to put on us. Like we're just not good enough as if we don't have a voice. We're not important. Everything we do don't seem to be good enough. And I thank God that during these times, during these, excuse me, during these times, God have us to feel like we are more than enough. We are excelling so fast. Sweetheart, I saw a difference in you when I got back in position 
it was a huge relief came upon you. Like, you know, you are so glad that you can fulfill what God has promised you long ago regarding me. And I definitely want to just say, I mean, I just want to say, you know, forgive me for everything you had to go through, you know? And guess what? The things that, you know, the devil trying to do now, I still got to deny regret because I was like, if I had married him before, we wouldn't have to go through anything because we already be. And I think about the things that you may have to go through, and I kind of remember not to blame myself. You know, the oldest passed away. I'm not going to blame myself for what the devil is trying to do that he cannot accomplish. I got to look at myself as a victor, not a victim. And I understand your love for me. I used to always wonder, you know, when I found out that you, you know, been in love with me or whatever you heard from God or trying to pursue me, I was always like, why is he like that? It will always, you know, be puzzled me, question myself. Why is he looking at me like that? Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling, perceiving from him like that? Why is he looking at me like that? Why is that? This is not normal. This is not no, a man wanting to, you know, try to, you know, come alongside with a woman that he thinks is suitable and she turned him down and, you know, he just, you know, got upset about it and went through a process of moving forward. That's normal. No, what you went through was not normal, not even realistic. Do you understand? This love is not realistic at all. This love is definitely supernatural. This love cannot be described in the natural because love, I'm trying to tell you this love, it can never ever fade away because love doesn't love is permanent love is bold love stands up love knows when to speak love knows when to embrace love knows when to be quiet and listen love knows how to embrace love knows how to release love knows how to just do and be love is freedom love is recessive love is embracing And now, now I know how you feel. Last night I recorded a recording for you, Buka. I couldn't control my breathing. And God said, look it up. What happens when your breathing gets intense when you are in love? And I had to really, really, you know, stop rising. I was rising for you, thinking about you without even knowing that I was rising. You know, just that happens without me even trying to do that. My God, my God, my God. I'm very proud of myself because I think I'm doing 
darn well. I think I am doing, you know, an extravagant, you know, job over here. So uh, you just go, it's no word created for how you are, you know, just the way you are. Every good word, you could just, you know, put it all in one. You probably have a thousand of them, I'm trying to tell you. And that's just starting with the letter A, you know, I'm trying to tell you. Because, sweetie, I'm trying to tell you. I'm thinking about you so much. This love is just, I'm wide open. I know how you feel. I know you're thinking about me. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And you're doing so well. God, I'm going to put my story up the way how you want me to put my story up today. Yeah. God said, Quenisha, because you too, you know, had a dream. Your purpose is a vision, which is a dream. Due to having a dream. You know, and a vision, a sign. A word, a promise from God that shall to come to pass. My life is on a rise, and I know you can feel it. I used to wonder, God, how this, what this, I mean, what do you want me to do? And God says, this is how you feel. She just don't know what's about to happen to her life. I know. But I don't know what it's like to physically embrace it because it had not manifested in the natural yet. But you embrace before you embrace. You see before you see. You have before you have. I thought I couldn't bear another day without you. And look, I'm bearing. Thank God for this. I had no idea, sweetie, that I put myself through all of this. All this time. Let me share a dream with you. Can I say share with them? Okay. After David, I was supposed to have a son. And then a daughter... And whatever come, come. But that's how God showed me so far. And in this dream, God knew how to gain my attention regarding restoration. He was showing me the significance of restoration. Because restoration is nothing but an opportunity representing itself back again due to us denying, rejecting the first time it was presented. And when you begin to discover, and what, sweetheart, when I begin to discover what God is presenting back, it had me to realize what I denied at first. And God gave me this dream. I was holding this little girl at the age of, what, four or five and she on this purple bathing suit and got me to look at everything detail. She had two arm floaters and each arm floater. And we were at this pool, a beautiful pool, palm trees surrounding, beautiful weather. I wasn't focused on where we were. But it was a very beautiful pool, nice atmosphere. 
And this is what she said to me. Mommy, I want you to throw me in the pool at four. I said, what? I'm not going to throw you in the pool, little girl. Mommy, and she was grabbing me by the legs. Please, 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 mommy. I want you to throw me in the pool. Throw me in the pool, mommy. And I was like, no, I don't want to throw my daughter in the pool. And she said, mommy, don't just throw me in the pool. I want you to throw me in the deep end. And I was like, I'm not throwing you in no 12 feet. I don't even go to 12 feet. I was like, little girl, my little angel, my little sweetheart, I'm not going to throw you in no deep end. She said, mommy, throw me on the opposite side of the pool. I'm not afraid of that. She said, mommy, I'm not afraid of going in the deep end. I said, you are such a risk taker. You are not afraid of anything. No, mommy. I'm not like most children. I'm not afraid of doing anything. I'm very daring. Now throw me in the pool, mommy, and watch what happened. Matter of fact, throw me in a deep end. And I was like, look, I'm not throwing you in a deep end. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab you, and I'm going to place you in the pool, and I'm going to be right here behind you and make sure that you be okay. I'm looking at the other children around. You know, they are in three feet, two feet, playing with the floaters and all these things. And yet, here's this little girl, mommy, mommy, throw me in the deep end. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not like most children. I'm not like most people. I'm not afraid. Don't matter of fact, mommy, don't even just throw me in the deep end. Throw me on the opposite side of the pool. <laughs> Watch what happened. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and guess what? When I placed her in the water, she went in at five, four to five, and she came out at nine. And I was like, and she just looked at me. She went in one way and came out the age of nine. Went in at four and came out at nine and just looked at me on the opposite side of the pool. And she just stared at me from that day and time in the future. And I'm going to tell you how significant this dream is. God was trying to teach me the significance of restoration. I saw the future, how it looked around her, the, bright, the brighting, the lighting, the atmosphere, the surroundings. Everything was much brighter than where we actually were in the dream. And she just looked at me. And I said, Father, why did you show me her at nine? And God said, because Quenisha, that's how old she would have been this year. Had you had her the year you were supposed to conceive her, she would have been nine. 2022 going on 10 2023 and I say father what have I done I had to go through a whole way of embracing the significance of God's mercy God's grace the virtues of God regarding presenting it back again because we don't even look at how significant it is to walk away from, you know, people placing things when it's our time to possess and uh, possess and our time to embrace for the manifestations to come to pass. 
and sometimes it could take, you know, days, weeks. It took years for me. And you know, sweetheart. And sweetheart, I was like, wow, God. God said you were supposed to conceive her in 2013. And you were supposed to have a son before her, after David. And God said, you know, a little bit after the son I had, the first child with you, not too far from that, 2013, there she goes. And I said, well, why did you didn't give me an encounter with the first child? Why would you give me an encounter in a dream in such a way with, you know, the little girl? And God said, because I know how to gain your attention. Because there's nothing that a woman wouldn't want than to have a little girl who is a split image of herself, but greater because each mother positions her daughter to become better than who she is. And I wanted to show you the better of you as a legacy head. And God said, I, I didn't give you this dream for you to regret the opportunity in 2013 to come to pass for her to be conceived to be here. I showed you the dream to show you the significance of my love for you that I presented it back again. I restored all those years back unto you again. And I cried, sweetie, and I cried and I cried because the thing is, it's one thing when things are being restored and places being restored, but people, and God know I have a passion for people. And I was like, my children were supposed to have been here already. Wasn't even aware that I'm supposed to have children here already. Have to be positioned to be, you know, presented back again to be released to be here. And God said, that's why I restore you to your youth. Because it's going to take for you to be restored back to your youth. For it to be restored due to all those years that I have made up for. Because I said you will lose nothing. He said, all this, sweetheart. And I was crying and crying. What have I done? My decision, you know, that's selfish of me, God. God said, I'm not saying it for you to be regretful. I'm saying it to you for you to see how much I'm being glorified. Because the devil tried it. Eight plus years to keep you away from him. Him away from you. I want you to also see how important it is to have a man to stand. Even when he didn't know what in the world was going to happen. But he knew that he had a word from God regarding you. And he wasn't going to lie that down. No matter how awkward it seemed, he still was going to hold on to it. Whether he had to end up doing something that, you know. And God said, I spared all of that from coming to pass for such a time as this. Because I favor you, Quinesia. I favor you. I know you didn't do this intentionally. That's why I said, be mindful what you do. Do things unto me. Allow me to lead and you follow. 
And I mean that regarding everybody, God said, so we wouldn't be making mistakes like this. Because when I seen that little girl get up at the age of nine out there pool like that, you went in at four or five, came out at nine. And I was like, you were supposed to have been here in 2013. And like a little year and a half before that, you know, supposed to conceive your first son. Hmm. My God. That was a huge healing process for me. And the way how she came out the water, she wasn't like smiling. She was just looking like no devil going to stop me from being here. I will be birthed here. I'm already birthed here. I'm just, you know, waiting for the manifestation of being a natural. Because God showed me that in a dream. Which was, still is. Mm -mm -mm. And what is, is to come. And all I can say is, I'm sorry. I apologize to her and, you know, her brother and my son. Because even he was, you know, as a, you know doing those times not look at it. Mom, I want siblings. Mom, mom, mom. Every Christmas you would ask me that. During the times I was rejecting you. Years later, mom, I want a sibling. I don't want nothing but that. And such a great kid. You want to give your kid anything that he can ask for just because he's so, you know, such a great kid. But he asked me something that's too great. I, you know, I cannot give you that right now. Not even aware that. He can feel in spirit. He's supposed to have siblings here already. And God presented it back to me again. Please forgive me. God said that you are so honored to just, you know, be a father. Be a great father. God said you want to be a great father and you're going to be. God said you already know how you are. To be as a father, even though you learn things along the way. But you know what you have to offer. You know, your offspring as a legacy, the eternal things. And forgive me for you missing, because of me out of position, the opportunity for us to conceive during those times. Please forgive me. Because you already know you're supposed to have been a father. See, the thing is, God educated me on what is actually being restored. What is restoration? We just see things that, that we lost come back. But what did you actually deny to consider to be a loss? And God said, nothing is ever lost. So what are we discovering that's being positioned back due to us denying it the first time? And God showed me everything that's being positioned back due to everything that I denied. But don't look at the denial. Look at what's being afforded. Because you have a blood-bought right. Look at the gladness. Look at the mercy. Look at the grace. Look at my love. Look at my favor concerning it. Now look at your failure. Look at your, you know, your old man. Look at what you've been forgiven from you. You know? Don't look at it like that. And God had me to see it from his perspective, his point of view. And I was like, I had no idea, Father. I messed up like that. That's bad. And I was like, Father. And then God said, don't. He hurt my heart. I didn't even get a chance to speak because I was like, I'm going to, you know, 
go above and beyond like I always do for my son. But I was like, it's just a, a special kind of, not no one feel no less love, but there's no buts. But you understand? And I'm just like, how can I show my appreciation to these children that were supposed to have been here already? That look that she gave me in that dream did something to me, sweetheart, when she got up out that water at the age of nine and forgot to look at me and say, Quenisha, and next year she would have been turning 10. What? What? Since 2013, she posed a pen here and one before that. And all I can think about is just saying thank you, Father, for everything. And, you know, thank you guys for being patient with me. I didn't know I messed up like that. God said, don't look at it like that. I know, Father. I know. I know. It also bring me a place to say, Father, bring me my man so I can conceive these kids again. <laughs> but this time, you understand, position back that I won't turn it down this time as I did before. So they can be here. Who will want their kids to be here? You know how I had to go through a trauma, a traumatized, you know, healing process when God said that to me? You just hearing the outcome. You know how much crying that was for me? Know how much I love people, and yet I denied, you know, bringing people here due to me going somewhere else and not staying where I belong. Oh, God. I thank God for closing up my womb. I really do. I really do, because I don't think I would be able to take any knowing this and have kids after that. It's no freaking way I would have been put up with that, and God knows. And he said, I favored you, Kodisha. I favored you and I favored him. Because I know your heart. I know your heart. You don't just do things like that. You opened yourself up to be greatly deceived. God keeps showing me Martin. Yes, God, Martin. I know. I know. Yes, God. And sweetie, you know. I love you. I thank God for you so much. I thank God for you so much. Thank you for being patient. I thank God that you, we have it restored back again, okay? Yeah. And God say, too close. You are too close. <laughs> you are too close for the manifestations to come to pass. Too close. <laughs> God speaking in terms that I don't usually hear him talk, you know. But I just want to quickly get on here and say these things. I thank God for being restored back. Yeah. I had no idea. God even gave me, giving me a year. I'm like, dang. You know, and I start thinking about the times in the past. I'm like, you know, 
I was there since 2009, you know, 9, 10, 12, 13, what's like, you know, five years after that, that she was to be here, but one a little bit before her. So my son, you know, 2007, he was two, you know, he was seven years old. He would have been seven when I conceived the first child, but when I first was denying you, he was going on five. So it was two years after that. God has given me all these dates and everything. I'm like, oh God. God said, I want to give you the education of detail by detail specifically of what I am restoring by giving you the timetable, time sheet. <laughs> I'm going to give you an exhibit. <laughs> I said, it's okay. God is all good. Now, who have you ever heard had a testimony Details specifically by dates. They were supposed to conceive that they didn't conceive. Because many people, you know, have a similar testimony, you know, that walked away from a person or a place or a thing that posted this happened, it didn't happen, and it'd be brought back again. But the thing is, I, my healing came from, and uh, my great, and the healing wasn't from sadness. It was like healed from knowing how good God really is from me not knowing such a way before. Yeah. How merciful he really is for me not knowing it such a way before. You know, and God was like, you know, when my son turned seven, yeah, when he was turning six, the first one, seven, the second one. So it was like a year apart. Yeah. Yep. And there are others after that, but. <laughs> I just sneak that in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better listen to me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, God wanted me to see her because that gained my attention because she's a split image of me. Yeah. But much more for her generation is greater than mine. God says, so shall your seed be blessed. And to see her be so risky and daring and determined like that and bold, it was like I saw me as a little guy, but much more, because I would have never asked that. <laughs> so you're much bolder than I am, much more of a risk taker, because I wouldn't even get, go to 12 feet at the age of four or five. And you asking me to throw you? Not, okay, oh, just take me, Mom. Can you hold me while we in there? No, can you throw me in the deep end? Watch what happened. What? How about you just throw me across the pool, the entire pool, and see what happens? What? What? Who thinks like that? I'm not like most children, Mommy. I was like, wow. Yeah. Thank you for just all of this. Just, you know... That's what God was saying to me. And I was like, hold up, God. You got to say it again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She supposed to be here in 2013. Be going on 10 next year. Turn 9 this year. My God. Mm-mm-mm. And I was like, God, let me let me do the math. Because, God, you, you let me make sure, God. And here go, God, am I sure? Go ahead. And I did the math. It added up perfectly. I was like, oh, my God. What have I done? Yeah. God said, no, don't cry. Don't cry. 
Just be glad that you get it back again. It's not lost. No. And the way she looked at me, like I'm purpose to be here and no devil going to stop me. Not anything, anyone or any place. That's how she looked at me. She turned back and looked like that at 10. Nine, excuse me, at nine. Yep. My God. You know what's so amazing, sweetie? Is that I don't remember all of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember the year that you were trying to pursue me. I know I joined in 2009. Oh, God. God said, what year? 2011. 2011. God said it was 2011. But not very persistent like you were. But it was 2000. God said around 2011. 2011. Really, God? Wow. It was supposed to go down everything at 2011. Meaning, you know, to get married, to conceive. My God. And to have a boy. And then a year after that, huh, 2013. Wow. So he must have been 2012 then. My God. God say, Father, you didn't have to speak this because I wasn't even thinking about no dates and all that stuff. But God said, I received glory out of every detail. Because Everything by detail is being positioned back again. So from 2000, 23, since you have known since 2000, the end of 20, all of the years that you thought was lost have been recovered. Every second by second. God said, I want you all to see the beauty of restoration. Not just saying these words. These words have life. These words have power. What's being restored back? Because of my goodness. What's being restored back because of my favor and my love concerning you? Did I position things back that you denied according to my will? And I bring them back to give you another chance? See how much glory I receive out of who I am and not what you do. Save God. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Two prophets under one roof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like two apostles under one roof. (laughs) Two pastors under one roof. Two psalmists under one roof. And God said even... The thing God said, it's not always two pastors, two psalmists. It may be the same, similar anointing, but in a different way. Like, for example, if I was an artist with, you know, a painter and you were, you know, a singer, you can paint, you know, things that I'm singing about and prophetically, you know. God said every, you know, marriage ministry Go hand in hand on one accord for purpose, suitable for purpose. Even if one was into music and the other one was into 
uh, let's see, uh, drawing. You can draw, you know, collaborations with your mate's music. You can probably, you know, do some art in, you know, exhibits regarding the album cover or, you know, wardrobe, fashion, all of that. I say, oh, every, every couple goes hand in hand. But it's not always two pastors to this. You understand? God say majority of the time you will see it that way. But many people, you know, other than that are not. Many are and many are not. That's what he was pretty much saying. God says some are so similar, but they are different. And some are so similar that they are just the same. <laughs> Do everything alike, but still have a difference. Mm -hmm. Because you both have a different mind, even though it's on one accord. You know, if everybody was on one with a thought, and it wouldn't be no iron sharpening iron, because you already know where I am, because you would be the same place. <laughs> you understand? Know it wouldn't be no on one accord. I mean, no uh, being quicker than being sharpened. <laughs> Confessing no faults. You understand? Because when we're one, we all will. If it was to be that way. But God speaks in a sense of oneness supernaturally. Not naturally. Because we all have different giftings, different types, and different personalities. Yes, sweetie. I'm getting very, very sleepy. Yeah. I miss you. Thank God for you. I'm going to lie down, okay? Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Part of me is like, don't get off of here just yet. You know how much I was crying? I know I what I cost. You know, people that were supposed to be here, you know, that's not here because of me. You know, children. And here you are being so patient, you know, to have your wife to conceive. Your children that you want so much because you know you're supposed to because it's a part of the plan. You know, I thank God for being restored back. Yeah, watch how fast it happens. I mean, everything. You're gonna be like, hold on, this this just I, I just I was just like this. You know, status going to change so fast. So fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Greater is he using us than he's in the world, Buka. I love you. <laughs>